Welcome to Top Score, a podcast where we talk to composers about their experiences writing for video games. I'm Emily Rees. Enon Zur is an award-winning composer who has written scores to games like Dragon Age Origins, Fallout 3, and Fallout New Vegas. His newest score is for Dragon Age 2, a lush and colorful fantasy role-playing game developed by BioWare. Zur recently discovered his music from Dragon Age Origins will tour with Play, a full orchestra and choir that performs video game music live worldwide. I spoke with Zur not long after the demo was released for Dragon Age 2 and right before the game's North American release. We talked about his experiences writing for the Dragon Age games and for the Fallout series. Composer Enon Zur, it's a pleasure to talk to you. Thank you so much for taking time out of what I imagine is a busy schedule in advance of the release of Dragon Age 2. It sure is. Uh, we're still wrapping up, and we're kind of like scrambling right now to finish this before the game's coming out. And one million downloads of the game's demo in advance of the release as well. So a lot of people are really excited for this game. That's true. Um, you know, I mean, it's funny because... I think it took them about uh, six years to develop the first game. And when they started it, it wasn't even supposed to be Dragon Age. Um, I think that they were shooting for something of continuation um, for Baldur's Gate, which was a very successful um, title uh, 10 years before. And that's the way they presented to me. Uh, nobody even imagined that it's going to take off this way. And everybody was very, very um, surprised. Although... BioWare is a company that's known to um, always come up with great titles, but this was definitely a good surprise for everybody. And you have had quite a lot of success from the soundtrack for the first Dragon Age, Dragon Age Origins. Did you just find out it'll be featured in the Play concerts? Yes. In fact, uh, Play uh, contacted me uh, about a month ago, um, and uh, I was really happy and flattered because... It's one thing to have music played in the game, but when the music stands on its own, it's definitely a source of pride. And uh, I was not ready for it, and I was very happy.
was going to ask you who the singer was. The main vocals is the, the beautiful voice of Aubrey Ashburn. Her voice, um, you know, the way it came to be in the score became sort of like the signature of the score of uh, Dragon Age. You know, I remember when I first uh, asked just to do a demo. In the beginning, I started going in the mainstream, writing like an orchestral piece. But then I thought, well, maybe, maybe let's do something different. And there was this um, lady who used to work as a secretary at uh, Soundlocks, but she said that she's also singing. So I asked her, well, you know, I want to do some kind of a demo. Can you just like do something? And then after that, if it's going to be good, I'll take a real singer to do it. <laughs> well, this lady uh, happened to be Aubrey. <laughs> and we made the demo. And apparently somebody there liked it because it just became right away the main theme for Dragon Age Origins. And you've brought that back for Dragon Age 2 in, in just a very beautiful way, the way you connected the two scores without using the same themes from Dragon Age Origins. Well, yeah, uh, what we did is since the, the story at Dragon Age 2 is totally different, you know, if in Dragon Age Origins, it's very epic. In Dragon Age 2... It's just a story of one person, and he's not hero at all. He's far from being a hero. Mm. He's part of a family that um, got uh, banished and thrown out by the, shall we say, bad guys from their <laughs> city uh, to the desert, and they're wandering in the desert and trying to find refuge in one foreign city. Speaking of the desert, the Fallout games are, are games that I absolutely adore. And I went through Fallout 3, I think, three times as oh, wow. <laughs> with different paths. And uh, I'm too scared, I'm telling you. I just quit after <laughs> half of it. I was just too scared. I couldn't sleep at night. So you would have been writing scores for a very colorful world, which is Dragon Age, 
and a very sparse nuclear wasteland and fallout. And, and I just think that would be a really interesting dichotomy for you to write for. It depends uh, on my wife. If um, she's really <laughs> making me mad in the morning, I was like, all right, I'm writing fallout today. <laughs> That's, uh, no, that's seriously, great. I mean, I think that uh, working on a very different project is actually extremely, you know, inspiring process because you get to go not out of the box, but really far out from the box because you get yourself in a place that you say, okay, from an emotional point of view, what do I want the player to feel? toolbox for Dragon Age is A, and the toolbox for uh, Fallout is B. But once I really understand and more feel what I want the player to feel, then it's easier for me to create and just take this toolbox and build something out of it. What I think drew me into Fallout was this feeling of a slight bit of hope that things will get better. <laughs> it's very yeah. sparse, but yet it's still symphonic and full at times. And you're trying to do good things as a character unless you take the route where, where you're not good. But um, you just you just captured that really, really well in the Fallout games. Well, you know, uh, first, I'm so happy that you're mentioning it because, you know, not many, many people actually, maybe they feel it, but they couldn't really express it some sort of like very careful optimism and I did try to insert it and I'm so happy that you caught it. Mission accomplished at least <laughs> when it comes to you and every player for me counts. Um, working on Fallout basically is thinking about what we call the hero but not in a heroic way. We know that this person, meaning you, the player, um, is almost like a regular person who got caught in a situation mm -hmm. you know instead of trying to highlight him we are framing the atmosphere around him in sort of like vague colors and let him choose what route he wants to choose i'm not pushing him for example in dragon age i did sin and <laughs> and i am pushing the player to go places yes i i, I do it there is a route that I prefer the, the player to go. And if he's going there uh, into the other direction, he's going against the music.
when I'm starting to write the music, the games are basically very, very, very scattered and broken, um, to say the least. <laughs> um, so I am basically growing up with the game. Mm -hmm. um, what I'll do is from time to time, I will travel to the company and talking about cold, uh, try to go in December to Edmonton, Canada. <laughs> um, uh, <laughs> well, you know, I really consider myself brave yes. um, coming from Southern California to Edmonton, but it was worthwhile. And um, I'm just sitting uh, with the audio director and we are playing the game one, you know, step after one step and, you know, and really, really, really try to nail um, how we can support the drama and the emotional elements in every, every step. And this is the way. It's not really playing the game as really it's trying to experiencing the emotional um, part of the game. It's a, just a different way of looking at the game. I'm not there to win or to <laughs> lose. I'm there to feel. I know it sounds maybe artsy-fartsy, but um, this, I, there is no other way to describe it. Uh, do you play them after, or are you just tired of it by that point? I'll take definitely a six-month break before going to play them. <laughs> like, I don't want to hear about it anymore. to be a jazz pianist. That was my dream. But I wasn't a good pianist at all. <laughs> <laughs> Didn't deter me, though. <laughs> but, um, you know, I've attended the uh, Grove School of Music, uh, the composition uh, um, program, and right away fell in love with all the um, dramatic music elements and the orchestral music, which I grew up with only classical music. So it sort of like brought me back to the old and good world uh, of classical music. And I said, well, if in order to write classical music, I have to score movies, so will be it, you know? Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. <laughs> so I started basically looking to score any kind of pictures. Um, I scored student films. One of them really did well called The Yellow Lotus. Um, actually, it won some really good awards at Telluride and Sundance Film Festival. After that, I got recruited to the uh, Fox Family Channel. And from then on, it was a very weary and uh, hard five years of writing hundreds and hundreds of TV episodes for Power Rangers, mm -hmm. Beetleborgs, Mystic Knights of Tiernanogs. You will name it, I did it. <laughs> but one good thing I took from there, I took a chop to compose very fast and efficient. This is a little bit about my background. Who inspires you in, in the classical world to write the way you write? I mean, who do you think some of your influences have been? 
Well, I think that um, the uh, romantic slash early 20th century, late 1900 is the most influential. Um, composers like Prokofiev, Stravinsky, Debussy, Ravel, because their music was so cinematic. So of course, they at this time, they really didn't know. Although Prokofiev did compose music for film. Their music, uh, their suites, uh, their ballets um, are very, very cinematics. And the way they express themselves, the harmonies and the rhythm that they're choosing is really something that is driving me. And so they are my main, you know, inspiration. Enon, while you were talking, we had a chance to hear a little bit of Alexander Nevsky. That's a score that Sergei Prokofiev wrote for a movie of the same name. It was Sergei Eisenstein's movie in 1938. After that, we got to hear a little slice of The Firebird, the very opening moments of The Firebird by Igor Stravinsky. That was Valery Gergiev with the Kirov Orchestra. So before you are writing a score for a game like Dragon Age or Fallout or Prince of Persia or, or whatever it might be, are you just taking direction from the studio, or how does that process work for you? I think it's different. Uh, some studios, you know, it's interesting for Fallout 3, they came to me kind of late in the process. Mm-hmm. And I asked uh, Todd Howard, uh, the producer, so what exactly do you want me to write? And he said, um, I, I don't know, just just come up with something. And Todd will say that this is true. Just come up with something. <laughs> so I just came up with something. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Other uh, game companies are way more specific and giving me tons and tons of examples where you they want me to go and that and that. And, and many times it just ends up in a totally different place. <laughs> sure. So, you know, I am pretty good at following orders because I believe that writing music for Video games or movies or TV is a collaborative work. And I'm not there to bring my music to be heard, but I'm there to support um, the main product, like the cinematics and like the um, graphics and like the dialogue and the story are the music is also, you know, a part and just one part and component of the whole thing. So I have to just seamlessly merge. And in fact, I think that the best games um, to that are being played are the games that you don't really hear the music, but you feel it. Um, y- you know, I mean, games that you really start to hear the music, then after two loops or two minutes or three or four, it'll just get old. Um, you know, so this is the way I look at it. 
for uh, Fallout New Vegas, I love how this game takes place in the West, and there's the New California Republic and all of these details of the game that are influential in your score in that when I first heard it, it, it sounds like there's just this tinge of Western music in there that, that seems really, really effective. Oh, more than tinge. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yes. I use this uh, vibrato um, guitar that is, you know, like the Western guitar there. Yeah, it sounds Definitely. like a Telecaster or something like that. Yeah, yeah. exactly. <laughs> and I used it over and over again because, um, you know, on its own, it sounds very redundant and, and you know, chewed. But uh, when it's all surrounded by the weird... Um, sound design of uh, Fallout and um, the weird. Um, actually, I used a lot of organic sound design. I I hired a string quartet and just had them play very weird, and then on top of this, applied some weird effects so they don't sound like string quartet anymore. But they are definitely not sounding like synthesizer. They sound really some otherworldly sound. And when you layered um, the tremolo guitar with this, it's Western, but you know that it's Western on Mars or something. So, uh, Enon, you were born in Israel. When did you move to the United States? Uh, I came here when I was 25 years old. I mean, I studied music extensively um, from the age of 8 to 18. But then, like every good Israeli, uh, boys and girls, I got recruited to the Israeli army, and I spent there four years um, actually at the front line um, in the tank unit, uh, commanding a tank unit. You know, it was uh, scary, it was loud, it was anything but music. Um, (laughs) 
you know, I, I did it and I, I wouldn't choose another way uh, because this is, the, you know, the price that you have to pay when you are uh, Israeli, you know. Uh, but it was quite traumatic for me. So after I released from the army, I definitely ran back to the warm arms of music. So how does that affect your music? Uh, it has everything to it. Um, because my music is always built of conflicts and dissonance, and it's edgy, it's emotional, it's sometimes angry. Even if it has some beauty, even the beauty is kind of like dark in a way. And this is the way uh, we, we grew up there. I mean, it's, it's an amazing place, and... I feel still that this is my country and I'm very proud of being Israeli. Dragon Age was a, a challenge um, and it was a challenge because so many RPGs, so many Dungeons and Dragon games, Lord of the Ring games. Um, you know, you got to do something a little different uh, in this style. Um, and the way I've chosen to do it is actually go darker, way darker, and really um, play the RPG music that somebody really give it a good kick. <laughs> I think um, you've succeeded there. <laughs> I, well, I'm, I'm happy that you get it. <laughs> But thank you very much. been listening to Top Score from Classical Minnesota Public Radio. Today's talk with composer Inan Zur was the first in a series of podcasts where we talk to composers about their experiences writing for video games. Technical director is Sam Keenan, and we had engineering help from John Miller. On the next episode of Top Score, composer Peter McConnell, who wrote music for a game called Stacking by Double Fine Studios, will also be joined by the audio director, Brian Nin, and game designer, Lee Petty. Inan, can you tell me how to say your last name? Um, the Israeli way, which is the right way, is Tzur. 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 Oh, a little bit of R. Okay. Uh, we, we, we don't have R, we have R. <laughs> awesome. I love it. I love it. <laughs> <laughs>